All right, welcome back to One Track Minds. My name is Matt, and I'm here with Devin. And Hello. every week, more or less, we uh, talk about a song in the context of the album and the bands as a whole. And uh, with a focus on emo, post-hardcore, hardcore music. Um, and today, we are talking about Don't Ever Tell Locke What He Can't Do by Monine from the album The Red Tree. for uh our july uh of canadian music yeah this is our our first week trying something a little bit different doing a theme so we're going all canada this month which for me is a bit of a struggle and i feel like for devin is very exciting i I don't know i mean it's all i i think you know a lot more than uh than you think if you sat down and listed the bands but Possibly, yeah. So Monine, maybe, we'll see. We'll find out when I start to struggle with the next pick. But Monine is a Canadian pop-punk emo band, at least in my opinion, uh, from Brampton, Ontario. And uh, I'd love to hear, it sounded like you had a relationship with Monine uh, when I mentioned them, and you said you were going to pick them as well. So what what is your relationship with Monine? Um, yeah, I mean, back in the early 2000s, this was like one of the... I feel like very like a high impact band on people, but it might only have been in our area. I, I don't actually know if this is like a how far Monine's influence has spread. So I know that as a band from pretty local to us, like right in our area, um, I was very familiar with them, but not so much this album because by 2006, I kind of got out of. Uh, this type of music a little bit so um, I'm super familiar with their previous album especially uh, that song are you uh, you know are you really happy with who you are right now or whatever that song uh, is probably the one that I have the most experience with and and if if asked do you like Monine I would say yes primarily based on that song you said you wanted you said you needed what you don't know is kind of my first time listening to uh the red tree uh attentively i've I've probably heard it in the background um i i do think of you when i think of the band for some reason which is weird and i think it has maybe because you kind of look like the guy (laughs) band. Um, yeah that's funny because i i didn't really have much of a relationship with monine like i uh i knew the the name of the band and uh i think i received a couple i won uh i won like a a prize pack of like records from absolutepunk.net for like <laughs> signing up a bunch of people that i think never even went back to the website i just got them to sign up and then whatever but i got all these cds and monine was one of them but i don't think i ever listened to it and uh i became aware of the band in like 2016 or 2017 oh, so wow. it was a little bit uh for me like i came at came at the meta at a much later date and i think the red tree is in my opinion a superior record. I think it's their best record. Um, I don't think that I've listened to even the earlier stuff like in recent times enough. And, and um, this is my first time kind of with this one. Like I said, uh, it's I, I I don't know. Like um, so what what was your thinking for cho- choosing the the title or the first track? Sorry. This is like this is just like bread and butter mat music right here. This is like inspirational, motivational. Like if I were to describe my personality, Devin, it would be um I was just thinking about this. Have you ever seen Parks and Rec? Mm-hmm. 
I am Chris from Parks and Rec. Like I am like extremely positive with like occasional dips into like deep, deep depressions, but like for the most part, extremely positive. And this song is so motivational and so exciting and it's catchy and it's poppy and it's got like all the pop punk elements that I have always loved uh, in this genre. So uh, for me, it like, like hit me immediately when I heard it um what five or six years ago um and for me the like the the things the thing the thing that puts this record above the other records that they've released is the production just i love the the way that the the drums hit and i love that the songs kind of blend into one each uh into each other very seamlessly it's like a very well put together record yeah i i think that the first track and leading into the second track that's really good. Really strong. Good choice. Yeah. As far as what's on offer. I don't know that I loved it that that much. I think that the lulls for me were like pretty low. Like I only listened to it once without skipping uh, any track that started with like a like kind of slower. Um and then I listened to it with Amanda and she was like not having it, especially she, during the she, she she didn't enjoy it? <laughs> no. She made me skip like anything that was like too soft or but Okay. Don't ever tell Locke uh what he can't do. That track very good. I also had some other standouts if but I don't know if you want to go into that or if you'd let rather yeah. do your little thing yeah. where you talk about the band. Well, sure. I mean, we can. They were formed in 1999 after the dissolution of uh, another band called Perfectly Normal, which I was not able to find any uh, any information about at all. I, I YouTube them. Basically, that's the extent of my uh, my research. Uh, they did make a documentary for this album that I also could not find at all. It's not it seems to not be available on the Internet, but. They released it with uh, with like a box set that they re-released when they re-released the record. Apparently, this record went out of print um, pretty quickly and became very valuable um, until they re-released it. Hmm. Um, so I guess it was a, a, a difficult record to make. I think they had a lot of trouble... Um, it was like it seemed like a very stressful experience for them, and maybe that's why they didn't last too long as a band afterwards. They released one more record um a couple years later and then that was it for for Monine. Um they, they do have ex- they're currently touring they're, or, right, or... they're they're back together uh and they are about to go on tour with Sparta hmm. uh and they are going to uh support uh are we really happy with who we are right now the uh I think it's their first record but yeah. like their first well known record. Um, I think it's the 20th anniversary and uh, 20th anniversary of Wiretap Scars. Wow. Cool. That could be good. So I think that'd be a fun show to go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wiretap Scars, I think I've mentioned previously. Very good. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what other songs stood out to you? Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So I would say um, there's one. The frightening reality of the fact that we all have to grow up and settle down one day. I love these song titles. <laughs> they're um, they're yeah, awful. <laughs> yeah, they're I long. Think, I, 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 I do I do like it though, and I think like they like they w- went away from it in their their third album. I feel like you just like stick with it if you if you commit to a bit. I feel like you just keep going. Yeah. Um, 
I, I think that's the only one that stands out. Like I, I looked at the title. Um, I, I think what you said as a positive for the album where it kind of just blends together and it's very cohesive. Yeah. Kind of lent me to like a full listen without even realizing like what was happening. Like you, you, you stop paying attention for a second and then it, it's a new song and, and you don't really realize. So um, it, it was hard for I me to pick say, out I, certain yeah. tracks. Yeah, I would say The Day No One Needed to Know is one that stands out, but you're right. Like, a lot of them do kind of um, blend into one another and seem to be, like, thematically entwined. Like, they're mm-hmm. they're they're all, they're all, you know. It's kind of dark. Like, a lot, of them, are, a lot of them are about death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, suicide is a, is a pretty, <laughs> like, uh, what's, what's the word? Like, uh, like, flippantly discussed, so... Especially in that last song, which is probably my least favorite song. I thought that was like a very interesting choice to like for me, like like that first song is so inspirational and exciting. And then you get to the last song and it's like, kill yourself. And I'm like, "Ah, (laughs) yeah, what? And there's kind of hints throughout, I think, of of that that type of darkness. But um, like like what you said, it it starts off so. positive and uh aggressive and and i really like the first two songs so i i think that like it sets the tone and then it doesn't live up to it uh going Mm -hmm. forward so that kind of killed my my enjoyment a little bit of further tracks but as far as one track minds or one tm dot you know dot com that's not a place um goes I, i think the track you selected was probably the best the best one i i have like a lot of uh, the first track on an album, I, I feel like, I don't know if we've discussed this, but like it's a very important decision to make. And uh, I feel like some albums live and die by like the first track. Um, and uh, this one, I think, is a really good example of, of that. <laughs> Only I feel like it doesn't live up to it all the way through. Personally, yeah. not, not my favorite... Um, um, I kind of found it a little bit uh, like I don't know, and bland is not the word, but like uh, one note maybe or two notes in a sense, not literally, but like you had the the more pop punk energetic parts with sort of positive lyrics, which I more enjoyed, and then it goes into some sort of soft, uh, sad, sadder um, version of that, and then it goes back to the other back and forth and. I feel like there's not a lot of variety um, as far as the entire album goes, but I don't want to. Yeah, I don't know. The cohesive, the cohesiveness of it is what makes me like it. Uh, But, uh, but primarily the, like the positive songs are the ones that I'm drawn to. Uh, And then I just try to, just try to like, I, I like, like, I, I assume there's like some sort of like, irony involved like i don't know i'm not exactly sure what <laughs> they're trying to send i i don't know yeah i definitely didn't read that way um i feel like it was like there's another one that is talking about i can't quite remember but it did stand out to me it's like um you're free to, like to choose to live but you can't choose to die or something like something about yeah, a, yeah assisted yeah. suicide or like I, I i don't know some some interesting things but i a lot to to chew on lyrically i think if you're if you're examining it it does suffer from that thing that we kind of discussed where it's like um perhaps i have uh uh outgrown like i'm on camera 
<laughs> You've outgrown so what? I've outgrown the, uh, maybe lyrically this this type of stuff, um, especially comparing yeah. it to Limelight and like that album, um, where we have a, a modern sort of like like millennial approach to like current grown up lyrics. Uh, I, I I feel like it kind of suffers a little bit, and there's some parts that I think are. I don't, I, this is not intended to be like insulting or anything, but it feels like they listened to bands maybe like Taking Back Sunday and, and took things directly from that um, as inspiration. And just like having uh, like a catalog of emo in my head, I kind of could pick out a few things where it's like, I wonder if that's like a direct kind of uh, copying. What's going on? I, I can hear like some stuff happening in the background. <laughs> yeah i've got my in-laws are here so they're they're just kind of like uh they just got back from the from goodwill and um uh, and so they're just <laughs> they're just here they're just in just the background so just a, a little second. ambient <laughs> a little ambient noise no it's all good um what i wanted to ask you about is lost so the the name of the song is a reference to the the tv show lost did you have you seen that show at all Yes, lots. I'm very, a big fan, yeah. I knew right away. I, I told you right away that that's a lost... Uh... Yeah, yeah. So, you, so you've actually seen it several times, is that what you're saying? I have, yes. Okay, cool, because I have not... Uh, I've only seen, like, the first, like, six episodes, like, several times. Like, I've tried really hard to get, like, deep into it, but I have not uh, been able to. But I, I did do some research to to find out more about this John Locke uh, guy. So he was a like a like a stoic spiritual guy based off my research, and he had a it sounds like a rough childhood. Was bullied in high school, and the name of the song comes from a line that he uh, said to the principal, which is that you can't tell him what to do. Yeah, I believe that. I mean, as far as the character, like, first of all, there's a John Locke is also a philosopher. Right, right. But, like but the, the, the character the on... Character. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, the character on on Lost is... Uh, he says that a few times. It's kind of his theme where it's like... Um, right, like, he has this big thing where it's like, yeah, you can't really... He's like, don't tell me what I can't do. I think he says it a few times. In, do in this, the damn it! Don't tell me what I can't do! Don't tell me what I can't... Um, and he, he starts in a wheelchair and then he, he, he can walk when he's on the island. So it's like, I don't know. It's a pretty fitting, um, fitting title. It is weird though, because it's pretty culturally relevant in 2006. So naming a song, this is, is kind of weird. Um, what do you mean? Like a currently airing TV show, just like naming your song after that is kind of, um, I can't really think of an equivalent that you could do today, but like, <laughs> I, like if someone had a, I was gonna, I'm, I don't know, I'm not up with TV, but, um, it is a good show though. Like so a, like a, like a succession, a succession reference or something like that. Yeah, wouldn't that be kind of strange, like almost like an advertisement for the show? Yeah, I guess so. But like back, back in 2006, we were like. TV shows were still like big cultural things where everybody was watching. Mm -hmm. So like uh, you could make a reference like that and almost everyone would, would get it. 
as opposed to now where we're all kind of like siloed in our kind of like fragmented realities. <laughs> so like we don't like it it would be very difficult for me to come up with a, a TV show that everyone would be able to immediately get. Like would 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 know the reference to. Yeah. Yeah, it just maybe uh, game, it's game, cool. like Game of Thrones, I guess. But that was game, one of the examples I was gonna. Yeah, I was actually gonna try and use that as an example, and then I realized that uh, time never stops, and that yeah. show has been off the air for like four or five years. Um, right, it, like if you don't include like the like the spinoff. Yeah, so like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. I can't quite think of an example. Maybe like a, a reference to Barry, but even then, Barry is done. I love Barry. Yeah, it's a good show, but I'm trying to think of like an equivalent, uh, and I can't really. But it, but it's it'd be normal to to name it after after a show that's like been long since canceled. So the title actually mm-hmm. holds up a lot better now. Uh, I'm just trying to imagine what it would be like uh, to see that like in a current album. But well, I um, guess is what you're saying is like you don't know that it's going to it's going to stand the test of time, where, where it actually like Lost did stand the test of time. Yeah, that there's that for sure. It's like you're just kind of I, I can't quite articulate what I'm trying to say. I guess it'd be like if someone had a song right now called like No Ho Hank and you'd be like, OK, that person really likes that show. And it's like that's not quite the intention of a song title, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, and- I, I, I was looking up I was looking up song. Uh, I was on songmeetings.net and uh, I was uh, reading the comments and somebody said, I think this is uh, this this has got to do with Lost. And like they were like kind of like connecting it to to the show. And then somebody commented and said, yeah, they they're like big fans of Lost. But this song has nothing to do with the, the character. Right. Th- that's not surprising. Yeah. I mean, like a title doesn't have to do. But, I, but but like I think I think the song does connect at least based off of like my research. It, it sounds like this is a like a guy that was being told that he couldn't do it at something, and then he ended up overcoming it. And I I mean like there's some connection to the show. Like the like the like lyrical content is not completely disconnected from 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 the TV show. So the question being like, do you think that the song was like they watched Lost, loved the show, wrote a song about the character or did they write the song and then apply the They just title? put like a flippant like a flippant title that has nothing to do with No, the, I think it has to do with it. But like they they write the song and then say, "Okay, like it's a good song." And then they be like, "This is the title because there's a character on Lost uh, who like applies." Or do you yeah. think the song is actually about the character from the show? That that um that uh i'm not sure i would doubt it i would doubt it i mean like it's i i I, who knows (laughs) it's impossible to say but like it seems more like a universal sort of song and uh it's it's not really specific if it if it was inspired by the character um it was made uh you know universal enough to like not be titled that and still completely make sense so um but great show i mean you should season one and two you know can't get much better. Uh, <laughs> I read, I, I watched, I watched season one a lot, several times. Yeah, season one and then two. That's that's where it's at. Um, I uh, did you see this documentary? I did want to ask you when I found out that it existed. You so no, I did not. Did you? I haven't. But did you know it won a Juno? 
I did know that. I watched a trailer of it, and it looks interesting. Like it looked like it would have been really good to have seen it because I'm like, I want to watch this so that I can discuss it, and it just seems to be nowhere. I feel I, the I same even way. Was like, I was like, oh, I wish that I could have watched this or like have more about this because it's obviously very tied to the the record. And I mean, winning a Juno in Canada, I mean, that's a big deal. So for that, it is a big deal. Documentary, I believe it was I, for that I, documentary. It, yeah, I think it was, and and I uh, I would have even paid like three ninety nine on YouTube to watch it. Mm-hmm. I, I I tried, I tried. Um, it's just not, it's not there. I, something maybe just for our own education purposes. If you ever find it, just link it to me, and we'll, we'll watch it. Um, Please, or if anyone else has watched it and wants to give us a summary. <laughs> Sure, sure. We can add like a segment to the next episode. We'll have yeah. you just uh, do like a recap of the doc. Yeah, exactly. Uh, v- Vagrant Records. Um, they. Can you remind me of some of the other? Do you know much about other people? They I'm put pulling out? it up right because I thought that they did Dashboard Confessionals, but I'm not sure. Get Up Kids. Uh, I believe. Well, their website is like super. Yeah, okay. Alkaline Trio saves the day. Dashboard Confessionals. Um, yeah, so I'm I mean, I'm, I'm familiar are, those with are this. Some, some pretty incredible. Uh... Yeah, this was a major release. I'm I'm starting to. I wish that like I don't have the insight, and I my connections of people I know don't don't stretch very far. So I, if there's if this is on YouTube, I would love for someone to comment. Um, if if they're familiar with Monine and they live outside of Canada, um, I I just have no idea how insular this is. Do you have like an idea of how big these guys are? Or? This band uh, no, like I think that they're fairly like when I posted that I was doing uh, a Monine episode, people seemed to know who I was talking about. So, uh, uh, Senses Fail, the anniversary, oh, the um, anniversary. but it, so- it sounds to me like uh, they went to Dine Alone Records for the their next one. Steady. So, I don't know. Oh, Dine Alone, yeah, I, I mean. What I was reading from that was that I I think it that has to do with Alexis on Fire specifically. Um, so I think they went to Dine Alone because it was a split with Alexis on Fire. Right, but for, I think for their last record, they ended up releasing it on Dine Alone. Oh, okay. So I wonder if that's just be. I I don't know much about how how the industry works, but once you get to know people, perhaps that's how um how it went. Because Vagrant yeah, to me, Vagrant yeah. is kind of big league. <laughs> um, yeah, like they put out quite <laughs> significant albums. So, um, I, and Dine Alone, I'm not too familiar with. So, um, I'm actually going to quickly look up. And something. it might be one of those things where, like, Dine Alone was like the Canadian subsidiary, and like Vagrant was the American one. So it could be something like that. They did put out. Yeah. To be fair, they put out the Get Up Kids, but they put out like the latter day get up kids. So it's like Eudora, the guilt show and the Granada theater live show. So okay. not, not like the, the get up kids records that we truly love. So, uh, yeah, Dynalone records, current, um, current like artists that they're releasing is, it does include dashboards. So they, they put them out. And then a lot of, uh, bands that feature members of Alexis on fire, um and then a lot of canadian music so i think you're probably correct where um it was canadian i want to talk quick, about quick oh, yeah well, sorry, what's sorry. Up? no what's go up? ahead what were you saying 
Uh, this is like a big detour. So what? Uh, <laughs> what were you gonna say? Mine was kind of a detour as well. So why don't you start? Okay, so dashboard confessional. I was just listening to uh, an interview with um, Adam Durwitz of Counting Crows, and he's about to go on tour with uh, Dashboard Confessional. And he was talking about how him and uh, Chris Caraba are like best friends. They're like, uh, like really close. And and he he like spoke of him in such loving terms. It was very adorable, and uh, sounds like he's very excited to like spend the next like few months with him on the road. Chris Caraba has lived through like the like he's made it out the other side because <laughs> you know? like I remember him being like I've always loved the band but like he was sort of like the butt of like the emo joke uh for for a while and um I think like as it does like full circle I think that now if you look back at that music it's quite respectable yeah. um yeah also on uh Dine Alone did put out some get up kids at some point um so so they're very uh it seems like them and vagrant are quite connected they're connected yeah, yeah i'm not sure what the uh what the actual like relationship no. there seems is, like but... we should it seems yeah, exactly like the kind of thing that a person doing a podcast <laughs> should talk about <laughs> well this is this is why i do the this is why i wanted to do the podcast because i i want to learn more i i am very i'm deeply interested in uh just anything music related so like the more the more we learn uh, the happier I am. I was going to say that um, early 2000s, if you look at like what was happening right around where we are, uh, mostly like Burlington and St. Catharines, and then a little bit in the Toronto area, um, it's like pretty impressive. <laughs> um, when you look at bands like Monine and then the Full Blast, and then you look at bands like Grade, uh, I... I feel like it's kind of crazy, and I uh, we the didn't really know what we had. The brave was from that area too. Yeah, um, it's really it's really interesting, and I think that like I feel like I should have went to more shows, even though I think I've seen most of those bands at least once. But what uh, like one of the things that shocked me though, uh, this is slightly negative. So like, and 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 another big band, of course, was Alexis on Fire yes. and um, Boys Night Out. So I went to go Out, see. Yeah. Boys Night Out play with the receiving end of Sirens, mm-hmm. and they were playing in St. Catharines, and I was like, I was extremely disappointed with like with the live show. So, I like the like the recorded product was often better than the the live show, at least Boys <laughs> specifically Boys Night Out. I think Alex on Fire was like a band that 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 blew me away. So, I just I just was always kind of like. Uh, not always, but often surprised by the by the disconnect from the live record uh, the live show to the the recorded product. I remember. I mean, I think you're kind of a tough critic. The only show I think you and I have ever been to together was brand new, and I remember leaving, and you said, "Pretty self indulgent, eh?" <laughs> <laughs> Did I? Yeah. Well, I think that holds up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have you don't even remember the show but you're just gonna assume that was correct right i do love that he played O'Comley. like i love that oh you do remember a, the show a, a neutral milk hotel cover <laughs> sure of course yeah um but that's on the record i think that cover or no okay maybe it's like some sort of ep possibly but it no. wasn't on the record no um yeah i mean you know what we're we've got a lot to talk about uh it seems like with uh Maybe because it's so close to us, um, 
with this band in particular, and and we're getting a little bit on in time, and I, I want to. I'm not sure if you have anything else in your notes that you want to touch on, um, for sure. But no, that's just that's just about it that I wanted to talk about with Monine. But I'm excited to find out where we're gonna <laughs> go next. This has been, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I picked something, um, that I think. Well, Nervous. the song itself will you'll love. So I, I like okay. that. And then I think that the rest of the album will be like another adventure for you. So um, when I was picking it, I kind of wanted to like Canadian bands. I, I've, I don't know why you say it's not. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of options out there. So um, I picked something that I think kind of to me personally only probably, but hopefully broadly encapsulates a little bit of what it feels like to be a Canadian like politically um so full so I've chosen okay this is where I'm saying it um the song Gifts off of Less Talk More Rock by Propagandi okay okay and there's just content warning for anyone listening there it's uh it's got um some reference to like sexuality and like um some pretty uh, strong language in that regard so but yeah. i think uh the song itself gifts that's kind of where I, if you could start there start there and then work backwards that's my only advice but um yeah so this has been uh us talk about monin um how sure. do you feel? and by the way i just want to i just want to like uh make a quick caveat to my canadian music oh okay uh, hes- hesitancy sure i don't have a problem with finding indie bands it's finding emo post-hardcore hardcore bands that is more of a difficulty for me when it comes to canadian music i i i could list uh, a million indie indie rock bands but uh that's not really the focus of our show so i'm just kind of like veering kind of away from that but like i could go on for 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 days about indie rock canadian bands i think that there are some that would cross over like i've been thinking I mean, one of the obvious ones that I don't know if you're going to pick or not. I mean, it's like, and this is very related to my choice. Uh, you know, the Weaker Thens is like a right kind of a god tier band, as far as you and I is concerned. Uh, and then, uh, but like uh, bands like the Unicorns, uh, um, that that kind of stuff kind of bridges a gap between like what we would talk about here and um, kind of the indie rock scene. But I don't, uh, okay. I don't know. I mean. I guess now it's like the full blast things like that. It's like, there's really no point in talking about it because we've covered Monine and that kind of, I feel like is that whole good, scene. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. It's a really good representation of that scene at the time. And, um, I feel like, uh, I, I want people maybe to check out more of that stuff if, if they're listening and they never heard it because I don't know, it feels important at least as far as this very small slice of, uh, music history goes so yeah and let's give a quick shout out to silverstein as well yes well, a band that i that was like one of my first yes. shows probably so my that, first show yeah that should have been on the list when i'm trying to list like the bands from around the area um that's definitely one that has i'm pretty sure they breached they've made it beyond uh just this area so i don't know too yeah, much about sure. it though like i said it's like it's it's a mystery to me what is popular like how far this stuff goes i guess you could look it up but oh we didn't get a sputnik review are you uh quickly or was there none or 
Let me take a quick peek and see if there's anything <laughs> good on Sputnik. Let me see. In the meantime, I will just remind everybody that we're 1TM on Spotify and Apple. If you're not subscribed, maybe you're listening on the blog or you saw this on YouTube. We're trying video now. So um, if the, you if this isn't there, then obviously something went horribly wrong. Uh, it's just me and Matt. We do it uh, everything ourselves. So there's a lot of trial and error involved. Um, if you have yeah, any, com- I, you know, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. You know, you know what I did? I did look at the Sputnik reviews. They're all like positive and actually well-written. So of no <laughs> use to me. Yeah. Okay. Good. And then, uh, yeah. One track minds, um, podcast at gmail.com. If you want to email us, leave a comment on the YouTube video. If this is, if this is successfully, uh, uploaded there. Um, yeah. But from Devin and Matt, I think that's, uh, that's about it. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.